Thanks for checking out and subscribing to the Bro Talk Live podcast. Now, if you're interested in advertising on the show, hit us up on our Contact Us page on brotalklive.com. If you like the show, leave us a rating on iTunes or the Google Play Store. But most of all, enjoy the show. We're brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a We're going to be talking about, here's a lineup, R. Kelly. Of course, you know what happened with him. Uh, we're also going to be talking about people that were mad at Delta Airlines. Michael Vick. And we'll also be talking about Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. We have a very, 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 very special guest today. Uh, Darrell Marrow, Q102 personality. Hello, hello. How's it going, man? Good. My name is Darrell Marrow, but it's okay. Oh, my bad. I said, Marrow, why didn't you correct me before hey, the no, show started? okay. <laughs> I know, right? During the show prep, I was just, I was so into the conversation. I'm sorry. I talk a lot. <laughs> you talk for a profession. Like, you literally get paid to do it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, tell us a little bit about you. Philadelphia. I went to Penn State, the greatest university in the world. Absolutely. Um, I work for Q102. It is Philly's number one hit music station. It, it, I'm sorry. It kind of goes. I can't just say Q102. Um, I like to talk, man. It's my thing. <laughs> I produce. The number two, the second highest rated afternoon drive show in the city of Philadelphia. The afternoon traffic job with Frankie Darcel, so that's a lot of fun. So I get to do a lot, man. I'm a hardworking young brother. That's what's up, man. Well, um, since, since you're a, a radio personality, um, I'm really into music. I don't know about the rest of these two fools, but uh, what's your favorite song out right now? Let's, let's just get that out the way so we can know who oh. we deal with. My favorite song That's is Wild Thoughts, DJ Khaled, Rihanna, Bryson Tiller. I hear that currently. Actually, I think that song just hit number one on the R&B chart today. So shout out to them. I'm a little thotty. So, I get, you know, it kind of used to get you like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my jam, though. I feel you, man. All right. Well, welcome to the show. My, I'm Jason. Um, I'm the host of the show, uh, the showrunner, everything else like that. I keep everybody balanced. Um, I'm non-partial, so um, I'm the one with the most sincere. So if you have to trust oh, anybody on the show. I'm the one to trust. Um, Dex is uh, the the comic relief of the show. <laughs> the comic relief of the show. Um, but also probably uh, one of my favorite personalities. And Ty acts, to, acts like he's um, holier than thou and smarter than everyone else. Um, yeah. Real quiet. <laughs> everyone has roles on the show, but we just want your roles for you to be you. So welcome to the show. Oh, Will, the person that's not here today, he's super churchy um, and ridiculous. Uh, but... <laughs> That's it. All right, let's get started with the show. You guys ready? I'm sorry, Dex. I didn't even pass it to you. What up, bro? Dex, the one here. Super excited to be here. <laughs> Tata got. I like how Dex patiently waited for you to finish all that mess. Um, I'm doing well. I'm I'm um I'm ready. You ready? All right. I'm not tired today. Bro, talk loud. Be right on the mark. Start with the first question. Um, should R. Kelly be arrested uh, for these cult allegations? If you haven't heard, let's just give you a little bit of background on the story. Bear with me. It's a very long story. Um, a woman by the name of Jay, uh, BuzzFeed did an article, a whole investigation basically about this story. And they talked to a woman named Jay. And she says that R. Kelly met her daughter backstage at a concert in Atlanta back in May. Um, apparently, R. Kelly invited her to fly out to a California concert as well on his dime. But she said that she heard about, you know, the misconduct that happened a few years ago. Um, but she wasn't overly worried. Two years later, um, this woman named Jay and her husband are in a fight to bring their daughter home. The daughter still lives with R. Kelly, and she says she's doing fine, despite her parents telling the police that she's, quote-unquote, being held against her will in what they call a cult. The last time Jay saw her daughter was back in December of 2016. Now, the family has come out and has tried to get their daughter back. Um, they said when they saw her back in 2016, quote, it was as if she was brainwashed. She looked like a prisoner. It was horrible. The mother says she hugged her and hugged her, but she kept saying that she's in love and R. Kelly is the one who cares for her. I don't know what to do. I hope that if I get her back, I can get her treatment for victim of cults. They can reprogram her, but I wish I could have stopped it from happening. Now, um, this whole cult allegation isn't anything that just came out of the blue. Three former members of R. Kelly's inner circle um, have said that six women um, live in properties rented by R. Kelly in Chicago and the Atlanta area, and that he controls every aspect of their lives, including 
what they eat, how they dress, when they bathe, when they sleep, and how they engage in sexual encounters that he records. One of the people named Cheryl Mack says, you have to ask for food, you have to ask to use the bathroom. R. Kelly is a master at mind control. He is a puppet master. They said they have house rules as well. Um, these are some of the things that happen in the house. They say they have a 31-year-old den mother who trained newcomers on how R. Kelly liked to be pleasured sexually. Also, a 25-year-old woman was there who also has been a part of R. Kelly's scene for seven years, which if you do the math, that means she was 18. Um, a recent arrival is a 19-year-old model who was photographed in public with R. Kelly and named on music gossip websites, which is a rarity among women in his inner circle. Also, an Atlanta, house, house, Atlanta housewife, an Atlanta songwriter um, began her relationship with R. Kelly around 2009 when she was 19. She's now 26. And also, an 18-year-old singer from Florida. Um, they said that the singer is R. Kelly's quote-unquote favorite and his number one girl, whatever that means. Um, the three former insiders also claim that he calls the women his babies and they're required to call him daddy and must ask his permission to leave the recording studio or their assigned rooms. And if they break any of these rules, he punishes them physically and verbally. For example, one of the women claimed that R. Kelly held her against a tree and slapped her outside of a subway shop in 2013 because she had been, quote unquote, too friendly with the male cashier there. Uh, one of the women, Asante McGee, says, R. Kelly is the sweetest person you'll ever want to meet, but Robert is the devil. Jesus. Um, the law <laughs> says that consenting adults can take part in whatever relationship they want to, no matter how non-traditional. Uh, police did do welfare checks, and the women said that they were fine, um, so they did not want to be bothered, so the police left them alone. One of the girls went to TMZ and spoke her piece. She said, I'm 21, I'm about to be 22, and I mainly want to say that I'm in a happy place with my life and I'm not being brainwashed or anything like that. It just came to a point where it definitely has got out of hand. I'm totally fine. I'm happy where I'm at and everything is okay to me. Um, they asked her if she felt like a hostage. She said, no, nothing like that. But she also refused to tell people where she was at, who she was with, um, and where she was living. So it was kind of fishy. R. Kelly, for his part, uh, his lawyer has released a statement saying, Mr. Robert Kelly is both alarmed and disturbed at the recent revelations attributed to him. He unequivocally denies such allegations and will work diligently and forcibly to pursue his accusers and clear his name. Gosh, should R. Kelly be arrested for these allegations of leading a cult? Let's go with Darrell first. Absolutely not. I guess that the question is, should he be arrested? No. You can't arrest someone for allegations. So I guess he absolutely should not be arrested. I think it's also important to point out that officials in the area did a welfare check on the property and found nothing wrong. And I'm not an R. Kelly fan. Look, we know R. Kelly. I don't know about y'all, but R. Kelly is creepy as hell. Can I say hell? On you this, can say right? hell? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've said much worse. No way. <laughs> I am in no way defending R. Kelly. But I think, should he be arrested? Absolutely not. You can't arrest someone on allegations. Hell, half of us would be locked up somewhere. We was arrested on all goddamn allegations towards us. You're right. Okay. Um, Dex, a lot of people were calling for somebody to do something. Um, maybe arrest might not be the thing, but what do you think should happen here? I think that they need to save those girls. Bring back our girls. Those girls <laughs> are lost and are stuck. I probably, like, this stuff, like, so a couple weeks ago, I actually went to R. Kelly's concert. And oh, 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 did you go backstage and meet him? Are you one of the girls? Are you one of the girls? But look, I, I went back. I, I went back to it. No, I, I, I was at the concert and whatever. And R. Kelly has this magic about him. Like I've worked around and been around like a lot of celebrities, but a lot of them don't make you gravitate towards them the way R. Kelly does. I mean, young women, old women, old men, young men, everyone gravitated towards R. Kelly at the concert. Every line that he said or whatever. And it was eerie to me. It was very creepy when I realized like, wait, why am I being gravitated towards R. Like, why is this happening? And when you realize that it's actually happening, you're like, oh, this is a problem. I think, and then think about this. If, if so basically me, you fell in love with R. Kelly. I won't say all that, but like I would say, like I was gravitating. Yeah, I want a remix to ignition. Is going on. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was gra I gravitated towards his energy. So think about these young girls who are super impressionable. Like they're going to be gravitated. They're going to gravitate towards his energy. Now put on the top of that that this man has money, he has fame, and he has connections, and they think that they're going to get that too. Like 
I could see how a person could be brainwashed by somebody like R. Kelly. And I really do, after watching that video, feel like that one girl is in an abusive relationship. Like, it, you might not be kidnapped or being held against your will, but you are in a relationship or in a situation that's super abusive. And I think just like battered women, like, stick around by their men or whatever, like, this is what this woman is doing. Like, she needs help. And I'm concerned. Um, I definitely agree with that. Um, when I was watching the video, I was like, at, when I first heard the allegation, I was like, oh, that's ridiculous. And I dismissed it. Like, until she brought her behind on camera. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is... She, she looked taken. <laughs> she is, she, she very much taken. She was like, oh, wait, well, I, I'm not able... They're like, are you happy? Are you free to leave? And she's like, I'm not able to answer that. I'm just like, what? And then when you do a second video, and they did the video like where she was outside, and people were like, "Look, if she if something was wrong, she could run away." No, like she's brainwashed. She no, thinks that this not. is okay. This is normal. It's not normal. I don't, the thing is, though, I don't know how illegal any of this is. I just know it's creepy and crazy as hell. But I don't know if it's illegal. So no, I don't think we can arrest R. Kelly. We can stop. What? what but I don't. I don't. One know of the other things. That I noticed about this whole situation when I was reading the article, they talked to one of the girl's parents, and they were like, "The girl was like, yeah, I had, the parent was like, yeah, I had heard of the allegations, but I didn't think they were true since he was acquitted of them." So then her friends were like, her friends and family were like, "Why is your child with R. Kelly?" And her response was, "Well, I didn't know the allegations was true. If that was the case, y'all should have. Yeah, why y'all ain't told about it before? What? <laughs> like, do you not own a computer? Like, where's your Google search?" She don't care. Whoever lets their child meet R. Kelly <laughs> and leave with him, like you know what I'm saying, like that's ridiculous. She did say that she wasn't worried, and she thought she saw the Aaliyah situation, and she, you know, she remembered the song "Age Ain't Nothing But a Number," but she just thought it was a a nice song, and she didn't think anything of it. So, like, what? <laughs> to think about R. Kelly, another this is another argument I've been having with people. People are like, "Well, everyone def defends Bill Cosby and Michael Jackson and Hugh Hefner, but why doesn't anybody defend R. Kelly?" Because there's a video of R. Kelly pissing on a young girl. That's the reason why people don't defend him. Like, this is not. Like, this isn't, like, grasping at straws. Like, this man has done right, crazy right. stuff before. And he also still can't read. We did a story on this last week talking about how <laughs> Kelly is illiterate. So I'm pretty sure – I don't know how he found out about this. Someone must have told him, or he must have um, used a speech-to-text feature. <laughs> on that, um, so had, uh, the house mother told him about what was going on. The house mother? The 31-year-old house mother? The 31-year-old house mother. She let him know. She right. reads him, too. Moving on. Well, we do hope these women are safe. We don't necessarily want to joke about the whole subject because this is yeah. actually could be a serious situation. Oh, yeah, this is serious, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, we do hope these girls uh, are okay. Like, and if they're mm -hmm. not, I hope that they find a way to get help because it's, mm -hmm. it's a sticky situation. Um, somehow, this story has gotten big enough that I feel like an investigation or something is going to happen. Um, and these girls will be allowed to get their freedom if they would like it, but it's just whether or not they want to take it. And if it's not an investigation, it's definitely going to be a Law & Order episode. You can count on that. <laughs> no, All right, question number two. Did Delta do enough? Um, if you have not heard, uh, Ann Coulter, um, who is a conservative, uh, I don't even know how to describe her. She's a, a gnat. She's just very annoying. Um, but she went in on Delta Airlines a few days ago talking about their service she said just when you think it's safe to fly them again the worst airline in america is still delta she said why are you taking me out of extra room seat i specifically book delta flight attendant i don't know she also posted a picture of this flight attendant she also posted a picture of the people that they put in her seat um saying delta didn't give my extra room seat to an air marshal or a tall person here's the woman given my pre-booked seat and it showed a picture, I guess, of the family um, who looks like they didn't want to be bothered um, by being photographed on Ann Coulter's Twitter account. Right. Um, she did not stop there. She said, hey, Delta, you mind telling me why it was an emergency to move someone else into the seat I had carefully chosen in advance and booked? Carefully uh, chosen. What'd you say? Carefully chosen. Carefully. She said, carefully chosen. Um, she said, also, Delta, your Wi-Fi doesn't work, probably to prevent passengers from tweeting from the plane about how they're being treated. And she also kept going about the Delta employee saying, this is a Delta employee questionnaire. What's your ideal job? Prison guard, animal handler, Stacy policeman, all of the above? Hired. Um, she kept going. Suck ass Delta. Suck ass. I think that's different. Suck ass Delta. Suck ass. <laughs> 
Suck ass Delta spends all this money on beautiful aircrafts and then hire nurse ratchets as flight attendants and gate agents. I feel like that was racist because you see this woman right here is the flight attendant. Um, you'll see it switch back here in a second. Um, but the woman that she's talking about being the flight attendant is a young African-American woman. So that whole uh, nurse ratchet thing, I feel like, was a little nurse bit. Nurse ratchet is from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> it's a character in the book. Oh, okay. okay. Because <laughs> I had no Leave idea. it if you want. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It really okay. is. Hey Delta, if it was so important for the dash, <laughs> the dachshund-legged woman to take my seat, she should have booked the seat in advance like I did. Now she took a shot at the lady who took her seat, um, said she had dachshund legs. Uh, Delta decided to respond saying, um, Ann Coulter, we're sorry you did not receive the preferred seat you paid for and we will refund your $30. Additionally, your insults about our other customers and employees are unacceptable and unnecessary. Ann Coulter went off once she saw that $30 tweet. $30? It cost me $10,000 of my time to pre-select the seat I wanted, investigate the type of plane, and go back periodically to review seat options. Um, so did Delta do enough uh, with giving Ann Coulter her $30 back? Or should they Absolutely. Have more than enough. <laughs> You wouldn't have even given her $30 back? No. Uh, I like that they gave her the $30 back. It's kind of like, here your little fun, it's $30. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> and then she had the audacity to go on a Twitter rant for $30. $30. And I'm broken in that, and I'm going on Twitter rants for $30. She said she spent $10,000 of her time to research the seat. Um, the options of the plane, and go back periodically and investigate the options, so. I guess. How do you sit down and like ride this plane and relax? Like, how do you get a job tweeting for these companies? Like, these people are hilarious. Like, they got to be like comedians and all that. We'll be happy they to refund twenty dollars. Like, but they can't be the, like you have to be shady to, to be able to tweet for these companies. Mm-hmm. You have to have. I definitely. Start. You know, I mean, I think it's a way to do everything, though. I mean, and culture. You know, she had a bad experience. Everyone has a right to complain. But the people on the plane had nothing to do with your, like, crappy situation. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I guess, like, the insult. The insult a little much. And right. don't post pictures of people. Like, if somebody mm-hmm. posted a picture of her, she would have a fit. Like, don't post pictures of people because, like, they're, they were seated in the seats. Like, they, it's not like they said, let me take Ann Coulter's seat. Like, that's not what happened. Like, they probably cool. asked, could our family be seated together? Um, and, you know, they had three people in that family, and Ann Coulter was the only one probably sitting in that row that wasn't their family. So they asked her, could she move? I mean, I don't think there's a problem with that at all. But, you know, mm-hmm. such is life. $30 is $30. Hope she gets her money back. Well, ten thousand dollars, and it's not thirty dollars. So, ten thousand dollars. I don't believe that. Thirty dollars. Yeah, I don't remember mm-hmm. Ann Coulter's ass ever being worth ten thousand dollars. Not, not, a cent, <laughs> not, not a cent over thirty. <laughs> and I'm broke, so I look. Clearly, she was flying um, commercial, so it's not like uh, she has money. Right. A stack of money. Like I said, she got money to blow. <laughs> she 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 used that little preferred option to get the window. I mean, that little um, emergency <laughs> exit seat, and she thought she deserved it. Get first class next time, girl. <laughs> All right, next up. Is Michael Vick the victim? Uh, is it Michael Vick the victim of stupidity or a bad question? Um, he was on a Fox Sports One show called Speak for Yourself. Um, and they asked him, what does Colin Kaepernick need to do to get back in the NFL? And uh, Colin Kaepernick, as you know, took a knee and, you know, he's been kind of blackballed for it in the NFL, hasn't been allowed back to work, still doesn't have a job, even though he is better than about 10 to 12 quarterbacks in this league, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Michael Vick had this to say about the Kaepernick situation. He gave him some advice, saying, first thing we've got to get Colin to do is cut his hair. Listen, I'm not up here to try to be politically correct. Even if he puts cornrows in there, I don't think he should represent himself in that way in terms of just the hairstyle. Just go clean cut. The reason he's not playing has nothing to do with the national anthem. It's more solely on his play. But, yeah, everything takes precedent in terms of image and perception. Um, it's got a lot of feedback, um, including um, some from Bomani Jones. Um, people were mad about the whole hair thing. But Bomani said, last point of this thing with Vic, we're not making enough of how a bad question led Vic down that road. whole thing was positioned as what Kaepernick needs to do to get back in the league as if it's his call. The whole premise was silly. As if Cap asking, hey, I want a job is going to make a GM say, well, that's what I've been waiting to hear. Come on. 
Um, so that's what Bomani said that the question was the problem, and that led Michael Vick down that road. Um, Mike Vick this morning decided to go on Twitter and clarify after people was ripping him. Um, he said, Con Kaepernick's hair has nothing to do with him not being on an NFL roster right now. Let's be clear. I wish only the best for Colin. I stand by what I've said about him being signed at some point this season to help an NFL club. I think he is a great kid who has a bright future, and I'm looking forward to seeing him on the field again. Trust and believe what I said was not in malice. Kaepernick, for his um, part, decided to tweet this image of what is known as Stockholm Syndrome um, and basically alluded uh, without saying any words, that that is what uh, Michael Vick is dealing with, saying Stockholm Syndrome appears when an abused victim develops a kind of respect and empathy towards their abuser. It was named after a bank robber in Stockholm, blah, 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 blah. Basically saying that uh, Michael Vick has been victim brainwashed. Um, guys, was Michael Vick the victim of stupidity or a bad question? Darrell, what you think? Stupid as hell. Um, I think if you look at this, it's like, (laughs) absolutely not. First of all, Michael Vick, you're the wrong person. You're the wrong person, man. I think kind of that advice, um, I was listening to the Breakfast Club today. That advice, you know, to tell somebody you need to clean up your act. That's the advice you give a prisoner. And Michael Vick, you are (laughs) an actual criminal, man. So I understand where you get that mentality from. But I think to look at Colin Kaepernick and to say that the reason that he's not sound right now is because of his, his gameplay is complete and utter bullshit. So, That's um, right. Yeah. He had actually good stats last year. I mean, it's not like his stats were bad. He was on a bad team, but um, his mm-hmm. numbers were pretty good. He actually had career highs and completion percentage, a whole, whole bunch of other stats um, that right. you wouldn't ordinarily recognize, recognize with him. Um, Dex, what do you think about Michael Vick's comments? Do you think the question led him down the wrong road? Absolutely not. I think he answered the question like the exact way he wanted to answer the question. I do, in a sense, kind of understand like where he was coming from when they say like when he answered the question, I listened to it. It's like from from an image standpoint, like we all have jobs and like we have to like kind of like fit the image that our job wants us to fit. So I understand that. But, but you I have a helmet think, on. Like, you know, so I think he's there. Meanwhile, yeah, but field. even even though he's wearing a helmet, like sometimes it comes up, people know what his face, his hair and everything looks like. So I get where he's coming from when he talks about the image. I do get that. What I don't think he really understands, though, fully is that the issues with, NF, with the NFL and, and Colin Kaepernick are bigger than just his physical image. It's much, much deeper than that. And I think that's where Michael Vick failed to like, kind of like really like step up to the plate. Like he when he was asked that question, there's so many avenues he could have taken and the, the one that he did take although I do kind of understand in a sense where he was coming from the bigger picture I don't think he sees it also I don't think I think Kaepernick should have voted if he would have voted we probably wouldn't have this oh issue like I think yeah, I feel like I said this every time we discuss him and uh, yeah like, he pissed me off every time just like whatever <laughs> uh, Michael Vick did cut his hair for the record when he tried to get reinstated into the league so maybe he feels like the reason he got reinstated um was because he cut his hair uh Ty? <laughs> I would what, what Michael Vick did well. First of all, it was stupidity, so we're gonna we're, we'll, we'll leave it there. And what he did was kind of give people an excuse to try to um, dance around the real issue. Like we know why um, Kaepernick is not in the NFL, and we know we know everything. Like I don't even know why you brought up his hair. His hair had absolutely nothing to do with it. Like, you're talking about image. The only image that they're concerned with is the fact that your ass was down on your knee embarrassing them and they don't want to be a part of that team because you protested and certain Americans got really upset about it. That is what, That is the only image that they're concerned with. Don't try to pretend like, oh, it's the way you look with your hair and things like People in the NFL often look utterly ridiculous. It has nothing to do with that. Like, it, it has. it's only that he protested in the way that he protested and they're not okay with it. They're not okay with him speaking out. They're not okay with him saying the things that he's been saying. They're not okay with him doing the things that he's been doing. And that's why they don't want to associate themselves with him. And that's that. Like, don't try to make it seem like there's some kind of other issue going on and that there's even a slight possibility of him getting back. The only way he can get back is if he stands up there and do what you did and vehemently apologize and beg and But he plead. did nothing wrong. He has nothing exactly. to apologize for. I, I know he doesn't, but that, that, that's the only way he's getting back. And, and Michael Vick knows it, and so do I. So stop, stop with the hair thing. That's dumb. It's stupid. Any final comments on um, this whole Vick Kaepernick situation? No. Make the last one. Oh, you, clear. <laughs> you said what? 
He's the last one who should be speaking publicly about anything. Play football and go home. Oh, God. Well, Vic is retired. Who gives a rat's ass? Has Conor Marks made you root for women beater um, and misogynist? Boy, maybe. That's this question. Uh, they went on a press tour. I lie. Look, I was going to talk about it eventually. They had just started their press tour, so I wasn't going to talk about it in the middle of the press tour. People, let me, Darrell, people got mad at me because last week I decided to talk two Kardashian stories. I talked about the Rob China story, and we talked about uh, um, them, them Jenner girls stealing the Biggie and Tupac mm-hmm. shirts. You, and I thought, you know, I thought those were. I thought those were pretty topical topics. Like, I didn't really want to talk about the Kardashians. We've had a ban on the Kardashians for the show for about two years now. But, you know, I, I thought it. So people got mad at me because I mentioned the Kardashians once in two years. And I didn't <laughs> mention McGregor and, and Floyd. So this week, guys, I got you. We'll mention Floyd and McGregor. Um, so at one of their little uh, shindigs that they have, McGregor taunted Floyd by saying, dance for me, boy, um, which, of course, you know, is a slur. Um, according to Undefeated.com, it's a slur that conjures up imagery of slavery, Jim Crow, and the residual racism still prevailing in the United States and a proxy for the N-word spurred an immediate firestorm on social and mainstream media. McGregor did hear of all of this uproar that his uh, quote-unquote dance for me boy line got. And he said, quote, all of, at, at a different press conference, said, quote, all of the media seem to be saying I'm against black people. Do they not know I'm half black? I'm half black from the belly button down. I guess representing, uh, referencing his um, large genitals that I guess he has inherited from some black ancestors down the line that he apparently has. Um, so he said that he is half black and that people don't need to worry about him being racist. Um, Floyd, for his part, uh, <laughs> at the press conference, decided to pose with the Irish flag a couple of times before um, McGregor ended up throwing it at him um, towards the end of that press conference. Guys, has Conor McGregor's racist remarks made you root for Floyd? I think I'm excited to see a good fight. I think it's funny that Conor McGregor decided to cover up something Racially insensitive by saying something even more racially insensitive. Dog, like, how stupid do you have to be? I don't know what's going on, but yeah. Um, I'm, I was do you think maybe he thought he was complimenting us. Um, I mean, it's it's not a bad thing to, you know what I'm saying? Not well, a bad problem to have. You know, hey, man, man, yeah, I mean, yeah, true. But <laughs> I'm not, you know, it's just, it's, again, perpetuating a stereotype. That's right correct. or wrong, it's Type and you're not the brother to make that comment. Ty? Conor McGregor, whatever his name is, is just generating um, publicity and media. He's going to lose anyway, so there's no point of um, rooting for him. He's going to lose. <laughs> um, so, but, do you, but do you root for Floyd? Are you rooting for I'm Floyd? I'm not rooting for Floyd. Floyd was already going to win. Like, okay. it didn't matter. Dex? Oprah Winfrey... Nelson Mandela, God, could not get me to root for Floyd Mayweather, okay? Like, it's never going to happen. I don't care if Conor called him the N-word. I wouldn't root for Floyd Mayweather. Like, I'm never going to be a part of the money team. It's never happening. He could win every match he's in. I'm never rooting for this man, ever. And plus, we can't sit up and say, like, Connor's being racist when Floyd doesn't even think racism exists for black people. This is true. That's the point. point. (laughs) He did say that. No, we're good. Uh, There was a good joke in there, though. Connor did say um, Floyd carries around like a backpack, apparently um, with money in it. And Connor asked asked him at one of the press conferences, what you carrying around that backpack for? You can't even read. I thought that was hilarious. But (laughs) it was timely. It was good. they had a lot of cursing, and I thought, for the most part, the media tour was um, a little bit ridiculous because they just basically went from city to city cursing each other out. Yeah. And it really didn't get anything done. But It did its job, stuff. though. It yeah. did its job. It generated interest, and um, for whatever reason, uh, these two were going to fight. Uh, when is, is, is the fight, like, October? When is it? Next September? August? When is the fight? I don't even know when the fight is. I just know that they keep talking to each other. Does anyone know when the fight is? <laughs> I just know they're speaking. <laughs> I thought it was like this summer. You would think it's like this this weekend, the way they've been yeah, getting right. it. <laughs> we missed it. It's, 
Yeah, I think it's like in August or some stupid mess like that. I don't remember. We'll figure it out. Dex will have it on Google.com in a few minutes. Next All right, um, that was uh, the rundown there um, with the entertainment topics. Time for a tie segment called Q and A. This is the part where you all get to participate with us by asking us questions, and we will give you our advice. This week, you have something special, which is a guest. You finally get a new perspective because you know you always get ties with my style advice and Jason style advice, Dex style advice. So um, we're excited to see um, something new. Let's we'll just do the first style of advice. Yeah, today. you might um, end up broken, lonely, but we'll <laughs> 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 be happy. <laughs> Uh, live. This is the good benefit of doing a live, say live TV, live streaming YouTube or whatever this thing is. Live tubing. Um, Shakima uh, actually tweeted us and said that it is um, August twenty sixth. The fight and it's also um, been updated on the Bro Talk Live page as well. For those of you watching and you following us on Twitter, we actually um, just updated there, updated it as there as well. Yeah, I knew it was okay. sometime in August. That's all I could do for you guys. All right. Um. T- uh, uh, just pick a number because I didn't fill out the little uh, categories this week. I'm sorry, I forgot. Four. I had plenty of time to do it too. I just didn't do it. Four. Four. All right, let's go with four. Here we go. Four question up. Uh, it should be loading right about now. There we go. All right, here we go. Every time I get on Twitter, I plan on reading updates and news, but eventually I'm always led to tweet at someone famous or noteworthy. This leads to waiting for some type of response and ultimately being frustrated when I get zero responses. I understand that people can't answer every single message, but at least try to acknowledge it. Should I just refrain from sending messages and questions? Am I being too sensitive? I just wish people would have the common decency to reply if they are putting themselves into the social media realm. Um, so the person's asking if he or she is being too sensitive because celebrities- Way are- too sensitive. Can I take this first? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> They're being way too sensitive. I mean, you have to understand open to the public. Um, and people who have millions of followers literally get thousands, hundreds of thousands of replies to every tweet they put. So that you can't expect necessarily Drake or Chance the Rapper or whoever else you're trying to tweet that has all these followers to respond to you because they have literally millions of other people saying the same thing that you're saying. They can't, you'll be lucky if one tweet, like you'll be lucky if I reply. I, I was about to say, like, I have 900 followers and I might not even reply to you. Yeah, I think like, you do, shorty. Like, get it together. Like that is, that is not you like you think I'm supposed to all. go through my line, go through my little replies and reply to every single comment. People don't have time for that. So I feel like if you want to be noticed, make your reply something spectacular and try to catch the attention of the person you're trying to tweet. But or yeah, you're stop. being way too sensitive. Or stop yeah, doing that. It's creepier. The more you yeah. try, the creepier it is. Don't do that. <laughs> don't make a video. Please don't make a video. Make a video with like a heart and like make a whole montage just like of you with their song in the background, stuff like that. I mean, maybe you'll get a response then, but it'll probably just yeah. be a like or something like that. So, baby girl, I'm assuming this is a girl. I don't, I'm gonna pray this is not a grown man sending out this question, but uh, get some friends because what the hell makes you think, I, like we said, I don't have time to respond to you. So, there's no way anyone else is. I just think, I think people expect a lot from celebrities at times and it becomes a lot. So right. uh, would you respond to every met like girl, ask yourself this question. Would you respond to like a thousand messages if you tweeted she something? Would. No. You would. She, she, would. Would. she, she has time. time. <laughs> you got time for that. Yeah. Um I feel as though people need to understand like I think um Twitter and Facebook and things um they give us um an artificial sense of knowing someone and I, I don't want you to think that you know these people or these people are going to engage with you in conversation and or discussion just because they put something out there. And these people are not your friends. This is what they do. And the only reason why you're even able to see their thoughts and connect with them is because social media give, gives us that false sense. So I think you are being too sensitive. And I do think that if you're going to be upset, if you don't get a response, um, that you probably should stop doing that. Um, so that's my advice to you. Please stop 
tweeting celebrities because they will likely not respond unless it's something really negative that you're saying, and then they can make you look bad, and then um, they can get put on that's, TMZ. That's a good point. If you want, if you want to respond, say something ridiculous, mm-hmm. ridiculously bad to them, and they will respond to you. Don't do it. You're 140 characters away from being blocked. Or I'm say, are they blocking? Yeah, but they'll always make some response and they'll make it on um the shade room or something like that. And then and that's the only way they do it because that's the way they stay famous. They're not gonna engage back in <laughs> Right, exactly. They're not about to um engage in some kind of meaningful discussion with you. I need you to stop. Um, all right, so that's that person. Uh, let's do one more uh like, like you- Say Todd, they're not your friend. Like even on Twitter, they don't even. It's not like Facebook where you friend someone. Like Twitter, you right, follow, right. follow someone. You follow someone. Facebook. And they probably don't even follow you back. So I don't. I don't understand why you think. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, All right. Um, pick another number, Todd. Number one. No, that's just from last week. All right. Are they? You want to do another one too? Uh, we can either do this one or three. Three was a good one too. Three's kind of long though. Let's do three. I remember this one, and I, I didn't. I don't think it's going to generate that. You didn't much. think it was a big deal. Yeah. All right, let's go with this one. Ooh. Three. It's kind of long. I told you it's an essay. <laughs> oh, My brother and sister right, ahead, and I had an amazing childhood. Our parents stressed the importance of hard work and education. The three of us got advanced degrees, and my sister and I entered the workforce after graduation. Our brother, let's call him Dennis. However. Um, seems content to live with my parents working um, a seasonal minimum wage job. He was unable to find employment when he graduated and has not bothered to look since. That was seven years ago. My parents do not charge him rent. They cook for him and take him, sound jealous, take him on weekend excursions. They pay a portion of his student loan bills. Dennis doesn't seem to have any ambition to move forward. It has created a lot of resentment. I said, I see exactly. Dennis is living, isn't he? Dennis is living <laughs> life. I'm not like I want, but he is living the life. Um, the last time I saw Dennis, he made a snarky comment when I revealed that I was a month behind in my mortgage payment. I was okay, amazed at <laughs> I was amazed at his nerve and it resulted and no contact between us for almost a year. Resentment is pissed. <laughs> building toward my parents for <laughs> to move off of them. They are now in their 60s and nearing retirement. They deserve better, and I admit that I am a bit jealous that Dennis Scott handed to him the same things my sister and I have to work so hard for. I will be bringing my fiance to visit my parents for the first time, and we will be staying with them. I'm already dreading it. My fiance says um, to bite my tongue that, sorry, that it's my parents' decision. But every time I see them, I notice how they have aged. <laughs> and <Damn. he's- laughs> They're just crawling around. <laughs> Rolling in the room. question. Um, she's... Um, do you guys have any advice? I feel like you should keep your mouth shut. I mean, like, what? I don't understand. I don't think you should say anything to your parents, but I do think you should talk to your brother. Although he might not listen, I feel like that's who needs to hear, that. that's who really who what needs to hear. What you gonna say? Because, like, I just look at it in my own, like, with my own family, like, my parents, I guess we've all kind of, like, taken cycles, but my parents are, are the t- these people. Like, they baby the hell out of us sometimes, and it's just like, Sometimes when you look at it, it's just like, why are you doing this for this person when they are so self-sufficient, they can do things on their own or whatever. Your but it's like- pay your student loans? They will. But it's like, hey. the way your parents are is just how they are. Your parents are just gonna do for you because that's how parents are. I would talk to my brother about it and just be like, look bro, like you need to do X, Y, Z. Like there's so many things and opportunities out here for you. You need to take advantage of this because you're seriously taking advantage of our parents. Look what you're doing to them. Look how you're aging them. They're not going to be here forever. Eventually, you're going to have to stand on your own two feet, and you better do it now before it's too late. Yeah, I think you can never talk to your siblings too much about things. Um, I love how people tell us, you know, their credentials. They have advanced degrees and all that stuff. We have all those things on such on this panel as well. Um, and, you know, it is it is a thing. Like, you know, you move out. You have to do your own thing. And you're struggling with adulthood. And you look at other people who are not making that attempt and it makes you kind of angry. 
And I understand that, but um, at the end of the day, you did that for you and your family. And so it's important that you understand that you're doing that for you and your family. And so that's not to be, um, you don't have to compare someone else's situation to that. Um, when I speak to my brother, it would, it would not be in the form of, you need to do A, B, and C because this and that. It would be simply trying to encourage my brother because obviously he lacks some kind of encouragement or some kind of motivation for whatever reason, I would try to encourage him in that fashion. And, that this is and, uh, and also, uh, and also you better have your mortgage paid before you say anything to anybody. Like, you can't be out here behind on bills trying to tell somebody else how to live. Because <laughs> really, you might need to go back and live with mom and dad if you're behind on bills like that. I'm just saying, like... Darrell? I don't know. I mean, I think... It's my first unpopular opinion of the night. But I, I think Dennis might just... She might just have to mind her business on this one. I think that hearing that from your brother or your sister doesn't have much. I'm with you, dog. Um, I, I feel you. I'm with you. Like, I mean, I get, I get where you're coming from, but I feel like Dennis may have to fall extremely hard in order for them to understand this, and that unfortunately may mean your parents passing away in order for him to really get like. Damn, I'm a grown man. Like I need to. But like, sixty's still kind of young. Like you're gonna be waiting for a while, especially if they not like. I mean, but nothing. I just you. I feel like you. It's not. It's not. It's never good coming from a sibling, especially a more successful sibling, because it's yeah. always coming back. At least you're always no, internalizing. Just looking down on them. Oh, uh, it looks like you're just looking down on them anyway, and it, they probably always heard you criticizing. So that's why I said, if anything, a form you try to encourage them, but. When it's I, have a, I have a similar situation in my family, honestly. It's not like in my immediate family, but like my extended family, like this, um, one of my cousins lives with one of my aunts and he's like a grown man. He just, he had confidence issues, I guess, in college. Someone told him that he was going to fail a class and uh, it just like shot his confidence. It was just, it's really weird. And it's just like the littlest thing can just shot, shoot somebody's confidence. And he's just yeah. been like giving up on his dreams and stuff like that. And um, he just lives with her. So it's, it's it's crazy. Um, she's older. She's like close well, to her ninety. So well, maybe, I mean, maybe it's time for her to shoot down some dreams. Like, if you think <laughs> that you're gonna live for forever, you're not. You think you're gonna dream another night in this place? Not happening. Sh- shoot that dream down. <laughs> All right. Send us your questions. BroTalkLive.com/slash/questions or go on our website and answer them right in the little box thing Jason always talks about. Time for the best segment of the show. It's called Jizz of Time, and that is the time when I take over the show. We're going to play a little game called Blame the Internet. Um, so I have questions for you guys, and you give me answers based on some random things that uh, were found on the Internet this week. First question, would you try this? Yeah, Walmart has decided to introduce um, fruit punch-flavored pickles. <laughs> They say that the modern day couple, the pickle and fruit punch, are met on social media. Um, now we're celebrating their union on Walmart store shelves. Guys, would you try a fruit punch flavored pickle? Walmart is so desperate. They're losing to Amazon really badly right now. And they're drop, drop of pickles. <laughs> they're, they're desperate. So now they're coming up with stupid stuff. But Walmart is still um, number one on Forbes on on Forbes like um, best company, so they're still doing some. They're still winning there. They're However, not doing what they were doing. I'm they, never they eating anything great value. Like that's a great value star. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't do great value. I've since graduated from great value. Things, so no. <laughs> It's a no for me. <laughs> so we ain't that broke. We ain't that broke. No. That broke. no. no yeah, I'm not eating So, classic made fruit punch flavored pickles. Would you eat it, uh, Darrell? Absolutely not. I'm still not eating it. It's like the McRib. There's some things you don't eat. Like, you don't, you don't eat everything. <laughs> You're like, we, we're doing enough to our bodies. Like, you know how we do with what we're, we're drinking, we're smoking. We're doing all types of stuff. Not to say that's us specifically, but anyway, like, you don't need that. Like, come on, you don't need that. Like, <laughs> why, why? We already got enough going on. <laughs> you have enough going on. You probably already got some stuff happening. Blood pressure, cholesterol, cancer. Like, you don't need that. Like, come on, you don't need that. So, no try pickles for you? No, just take them off the shelf, Walmart. That's enough. <laughs> All right, um, next up, Dex, I want you to read this tweet. Is there anything funny here? Go ahead and um, read this tweet for me, Dex. I want to hear it um, in your voice. Scientists just discovered Uranus opens and closes every single day. 
<laughs> I don't get it. You don't get it? No one gets it. No one sees it. I get it. We get it. I don't. I. I just discover Uranus opens and closes every single day. What opens? That's a fact, though. We knew that. What opens? Uranus, like the planet. What else? What else? Um, sounds like that. Yeah. Go ahead and explain it to him. I got it. I got it. You got it. That's just always twenty uh, minutes. Literally twenty minutes later. Uh, as a um, former classroom teacher, you're so uneducated. Like this is a problem. You think stuff like this is funny. Like I'm a smart person, so like for me, this is like power the internet yeah. all day. But like, you're dumb. Yeah. Like, I'm a I scoured. Did I tell you, I scoured the internet for this one. <laughs> That was a good one. I mean, I don't think they actually meant to do it, but it was fun. Interesting or tired is the next question here. Um, Lifetime is going to have a new reality show um, when they let you eavesdrop on other people's dates. Um, it's called Date Night Live. It's premiering on July 27th, and it will follow couples in New York City, Atlanta, Dallas, and San Diego as they go on dates followed by cameras to capture all of the action live and unfiltered there won't be like any like uh produ production going on here it's kind of going to be like um that show live pd that's kind of like an offspring of cops um where cameras are kind of like not really in the picture but they capture everything so guys are you interested in seeing um, a new reality show that will let you eavesdrop on people's dates no, i'm interested in seeing a show about four guys who sit around and they discuss current topics and issues so lifetime if you're available <laughs> Y'all just handing out shows. <laughs> exactly. Y'all got money to throw in the little trash can, like yeah. Like, how stupid that is. Uh, so is it tired? It's tired. Ty? Topic: of The whole reality TV show is tired. Now that show no, is this. Like, who's our pitching person? Like, I know you can do better than this. <laughs> like, what's up with this? Two hours. No, two hours every um every Friday. Who I got to sleep with to get a reality show? Because they throwing them out. Like. <laughs> they say you'll yeah, see up like, to nine you dates. Send Dex out to sleep with. <laughs> yeah, Dex, um, get to work. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> get to work, Dex. <laughs> Jason and I are um, married. Do you have a problem with a uh, white-owned Asian-named hip-hop restaurant? There is a hip-hop restaurant going around called Me So Hungry, which is a play on the Me So Horny thing from Full Metal Jacket. Um, so the Asians are upset about that. Um, and it, they actually have a uh, 90s hip-hop scene at the restaurant. So the Blacks um, are mad about that. Uh, the owners of the restaurant say, uh, we have been fans of hip hop music along with other genres for all of our lives and look forward to opening Me So Hungry. We welcome all varying views. And in fact, you'll likely find our views run very counter to the many of the racist views we are being claimed to have. We encourage people to join us for breakfast and open up a productive dialogue about any issue. They um, have chicken and waffles. Um, and many other Black-themed uh, dishes on their menu. So, guys, do you have a problem with a white-owned, Asian-named, Black-themed restaurant? Ty, um, Dex, go ahead. So, the Asians are upset about this restaurant be called, being called Me So Hungry, but they have no issues with the song Me So Horny. Like, that's okay. Like, that's not an issue for them. <laughs> well, they at least like to be included, I guess, in, on the menu. <laughs> Some like, I feel like that song is, like... Insulting, like that, like that is not a compliment at all. This doesn't really bother me. I'm not Asian, but this doesn't bother me. The <laughs> Nisha Horny thing that would bother me severely because they even said it in like an Asian voice. Like, like what are you talking about? He's so hungry. <laughs> uh, Darrell, would you go to this restaurant? Um, I mean, I go to Chick Fil A and they said sketchy shit. I go to McDonald's. We don't know what the hell is in that. Um, yeah, but Chick fil A is the most offensive restaurant. I feel like we got we got to get a white people something like a black people. We take we name a lot of we name a lot of things after things that we may not necessarily have or be around. Wait, but I don't mean you can't just wait. dip a little bit. What do you mean we have to give white people something? What don't they have? 
We've given them everything. I mean, they have everything. Let's not, let's not, let's not pretend like they don't. But I feel like, you know, we got it. We've literally given them a country. For me, this is a non-issue. You didn't give them anything. Let's <laughs> <give> them <laughs> you don't have to give white people. I don't know. That's how I gave away something. Oh, they but no, no, definitely. I just, I think this is one of those non-issue issues for me. Definitely not. I'm with you there. Uh, unfortunately, um, I, I care about very few issues, and this is not one of them. <laughs> so you will be attending the Miso Hungry restaurant? I will not be there, but I also don't care. All right. Yeah. I, don't, I don't go to any restaurant that I think has a stupid name. So. Well, speaking of um, stupid names, it's time for Dex's BS Report. <laughs> I resent that. <laughs> I resent that. So there's a woman by the name of Autumn Garnett who is oh girl, first of super, all, super oh, devastated wow. right now. So what happened was over the weekend she celebrated obviously the most joyous occasion in her life. She was celebrating her gender reveal. So at their gender reveal, <laughs> two two men came and started to shoot, and one person actually um, oh. passed away during this. And actually there were a couple kid shots. So this actually is very sad, but. Autumn actually got struck in her leg, and what she told investigators is like, oh, my God, like, you know, I got struck in my leg, and at my gender reveal, and I lost my baby. The BS in this comes when they determined that Autumn was never pregnant. <laughs> Moving then, on. What the hell? What? The, then why was the people there? <laughs> to celebrate the gender reveal. Of what? What was she going to do when she never had the baby? They need to charge Adam and throw her ass under the jail, because this is a lot of <laughs> what? You think she set it up, Darrell? I think she set it up. I don't know if she set it up, but I think she need to. I think she need to face some jail time for this. Man. Now, God rest <laughs> the soul. Jump to a whole new level. God rest the soul of who, like the whoever was killed, and and I'm praying for those children that were affected. But this is legit. Like some God don't like ugly. Like you're really out here pretending like you're pregnant, and God's like shoot that shit. <laughs> no, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. He's like. He's like, I'm not going to put that like, on God. Uh-uh. That was I'm just saying, God. like, you can't play with stuff like that. You cannot play saying that you're pregnant and you know you're not. Like, it didn't go as far as to have her gender revealed. Like, what? If I was there, never mind. Did That's ever, a bit much. Did they, no, did it, it happen before or after they revealed the gender? It didn't, it didn't specify. Because <laughs> I want to know what she said the baby was going to be. <laughs> like, I just want to know what she made but up. But somebody would have had to know, though. She would have had to tell, tell somebody what the baby was if she was revealing the gender of it. Um, and another story I have for you guys today. There is a fertility, oh, oh, wait, fertility, clinic. <laughs> fertility clinic. And if you guys are actually looking to have children through in vitro fertilization or through sperm donors, you should be very, very careful. There was a clinic that built what they call the perfect man. So anytime a woman would come in, they would say, you know what, I want to, ha- I want you to give me the perfect man. They would give the woman this specific vial of sperm. Um, lo and behold, it turns out that the actual clinic was actually giving them the opposite of the perfect man. It was the, the, the sperm they were getting was a 36-year-old college dropout with, with a bunch of disorders such as um, schizophrenia, um, schizophrenia and, and, and a host of other issues that the young man um, happened to have. The reason given when they said like, why did you guys do this? They said, because there's no perfect man and these people will have these children. They will raise these children to be perfect. Oh with girl. Issues that they have. Um, a lot of people, there's 36 parents currently in the lawsuit trying to sue the company, but the company actually says like it's <laughs> negligence on the, the part of the parents and not on us. And that is the actually be as report for the week. I'm being quiet. I beat somebody's ass like I do. Right, it ain't no way. Tell you, wish you were done, you would have went up there, you would have would have put the sperm on the people. <laughs> you take it. <laughs> put that ball right. You would have made a rain. You would have made a rain with sperm. <laughs> and then the excuse is total bullcrap. It's like you know, I ain't drugged them. I just gave them pills. Like it was just Benadryl. Like you can't just give people things. Right, that they didn't ask for. Like I asked like, for this. Oh, so like, they try to take some kind of they try to take like a they like dead ass trying to take a moral high ground. Like there's no such thing as a perfect <laughs> man. But you knew this one that you this sperm you gave me was nowhere near perfect. Do you yeah, have to like, pay for sperm at yeah, sperm? Like, yeah, you do. Yeah, I think so. Oh, so I paid for something I didn't ask. Uh-uh. See, see, that's when you get that's 
that's when you get those places when people start shooting up places because you can't just be playing with people's money like that. That's ridiculous. And I'm not advocating someone shoot something up. I'm just saying. Bodies. So, <laughs> right. This is right. Ain't no joke. Come out um, with this Benjamin Button looking baby. That ain't cool. <laughs> All right, uh, time for seats. I guess um, I'll host this segment since Bill's not here. Uh, seats is the time where we give seats um, verbally uh, to those who need them. Um, we've heard the the saying, have several seats. And this is when we give them to people who have pissed us off during the week um, and have done things to discomfort us. And we would like to sit them down. Um, who would like to start? Anyone have a seat to give? I'll start. It's not necessarily sorry, Todd. It's not necessarily a seat, but it's something. <laughs> sorry, Todd always Todd always starts talking. Dex will say sorry, Todd, and he'll keep talking. And then he'll like, keep talking like, because I was matter. talking too. <laughs> like, um, it's not even really a seat. It's more so just like a comment that I wanted to make. Like I know I read about the story that the woman in Minnesota was shot yesterday by an officer who happened to be um, Muslim. I, I really want this to not be a situation where it's like a you don't care about this woman because she was shot because the officer, you know, was was a police officer and the woman was white or whatever. And the officer was somebody of color or whatever. I don't want this to turn into like one of those, I guess, us versus them situations. I want this okay. to be like something where we can have dialogue about police brutality currently in the United States. Like, that's what I want this conversation to be. Not a, you better defend this cop because it's a Blue Lives Matter. Like, don't do that. And I see this yeah, starting like, to happen already, is, and I don't like That's actually what I was going to say as one of my two seats. I'm glad that you said that. Um, I totally agree with that. I don't, like, people are like, I don't care that this woman died. F her. Blue Lives Matter. Like, you can't do that. Like, no. you can't do that. Like, this is still a person who died. Whether she's white, I mean, if it takes her for them to start um, thinking about some police reform because it is ridiculous, um, then whatever. I mean, but her life still is important. Like, she still got killed for no reason by the police. Like, several, like, so if That's someone, cool. like, you can't do that. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I would say that it's gotten a lot more coverage than I expected it to get. And it's gotten a lot more coverage than other similar situations when it's been um, a black person being shot. I will admit that. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, this person doesn't deserve justice or, you know, quote unquote, um, you know, retribution or whatever like that, that the courts are going to have towards this police officer. But I, I fully expect this police officer to uh, be um, convicted to yeah, the full extent of the law. And I think that is just ironic that the one time that a black person shoots a white person, you know, a black cop shoots a white person that, you know, they will be probably convicted. And uh, when it comes to vice versa, they're always acquitted. So whatever. Yeah, that's true. Um, but hopefully um, we'll be able, they'll be able to use this case, if anything, to begin to argue precedence, which is going to be really important um, moving forward. Um, yeah, Do you have another seat, or is that you were just going? Oh, that was um, my seat is is simple. Um, so you know, everyone texts and drives a little bit. Like I, I'm not saying like don't do it at all, but be careful with it. Did you say Texas, text and drive. Okay. Okay. My lip gets stuck on top of these braces like crazy. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like it really does. My lip gets stuck all the time. But I can't really speak that well because um, my upper lip gets stuck. But anyway, we didn't ask all that. Yeah. You, you tried to play me, so I tried to put it out there because everyone knows I'm now a good speaker. Um, so anyway, um, it's okay to text. I mean, it's not okay to text and drive, but everybody does it a little bit. But like today, this woman almost crashed into my car, and her car was already super crashed up. So I'm like, like, bitch, didn't you get enough? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're fucked up now because you can't <laughs> Like your car's fucked up not only in the back but also the front. And you're still texting and driving and had the nerve to almost hit my shit. So she needs a seat because, like, you ha should have learned your lesson with texting and driving. Like, once I crash my car trying to text somebody, like, I'd never do it again. But obviously, it looked like she was in two separate car accidents. Her bumper was hanging off in the front and the back. And usually, like, that's two separate accidents. Like, it's not the same accident. So, like, and she had a little dent on the side. Like, how much crashing are you going to do? How important is crashing? <laughs> Like, whatever, don't involve me. Like, do not hit my car, texting whoever. Like, she just needs to be off the road. Whoever she is, she deserves a seat. 
Sorry, that's enough. All right, uh, Darrell, do you have a seat to give this week? Yes, I want to give a seat to uh, some grandparents of a six-year-old boy who left him in the car while they went to go do heroin. I think it's just crazy. I know it's that serious to do drugs out here. Um, I say have a seat, but have a seat in hell because you can't be leaving a damn child, your grandchild in the car while you go get cracked up. There's a lot of places you can leave your grand- grandchild, but in the car is not one of them. Also, I don't know what in the hillbilly hoedown is going on, but y'all can't be leaving your kids in the car while you go get doped up. So for that, have a seat. <laughs> I hear that. Um, do I have a seat? Do I have one to give something on my heart? Um, what did I have? Did I have anything? I'm like freezing right now. I guess I don't. Um, life is good. Whatever. I'm really good. Um, oh, this is what I had the seat for. When when I say um, I, I was I've been on vacation literally for like the last two weeks, but it's been like the busiest vacation oh. of my life or whatever. We went to four national parks in a week, and then the week after that, we went back to Vegas. So we went to Vegas for this um, Bruno Mars concert. Um, there are literally people in this world who think it's okay when you say hello to them to not say anything back. And I have a problem with that. Um, It takes a lot for me to speak to people because I'm I'm an only child. I'm not necessarily the most social person in the world. But if I was to say hello to you or if I'm to nod to you or say hello, I expect to hear something back. You don't just walk past me. There's been a couple of times, especially on these national park trails, whatever like that, when you're walking and, you know, you walk past people because it's a park. So it's kind of, you know, crowded or whatever, like especially in the summer. So you walk past people, um, and mostly I will say it's the Caucasoids, but you walk past them, you say hello, you nod your head, um, and they continue to keep walking like you didn't say anything to them. I literally almost grabbed somebody's arm because like I'm like, you're not, you're just not like going to walk past people. Just like the people who you hold doors for, and they keep walking without saying anything. It's like, what? Like, that is not normal. It's not. Like, especially if I say good morning to you, you say good morning or something to the effect of hello back. Don't just sit here and make me look stupid because in that case, I'm going to end up cussing you out. Um, so my seat goes to all the people who refuse to speak to someone after someone's spoken to you. One, one really quick seat I have to give out. I just thought about this when you said that. So this past Friday, I drove to New York City to hang out with some friends from college or whatever. So I drove to New York, right? And I went through the toll booth. And it was one of the ones where she got, I got changed back. That whatever. $14, that $14 toll booth. I don't remember the exact amount of what it was. Whatever it was, it was, it was something with change or whatever. So I gave it to her or whatever, and I got 20 cent back in change. And I know this because I only ended up with 10 cent. So she, I gave her the money back or whatever, and then she was giving me the change back. I took the dollars or whatever, and she had the coins in her hand. And, like, she just did one of these, like, and, like, my coins fell on the ground. And I looked at her. <laughs> And I looked at my, my hand wasn't even out of the window. And I looked at her and I was just like, and she was just like, looked on the ground and turned back around like it was no big deal. And I was like, I can't go off on this woman because I could probably be like, get arrested or something like yeah, that. But like, yeah. that was uh, really messed up. You pick up that change, you throw it back in that little toe booth right in her I face. I didn't even bother to get it. I would, it was only 10 cent or 20 cent, whatever. But at the end of the day, it was just like, that was the rudest thing I've ever had anybody do, like, in a total. I would have picked those two dimes up and paired it with the rest of the pennies I got in my car, and I would have threw it back in that window. Like, I, just, I, I was just like, this really <laughs> just happened. Like, she was, I'm telling you, like, you know me, I ranted for a good 10 minutes. That woman was every B word <laughs> in the book. Like, no, like, I wouldn't have accepted that. I would have been like, um, can I have my change, please? So I gave it to you. Like, no, you drop change on the ground. That's your business. I need my change in my hand. See, that's when you do one of those like I'm too I'm too good type of shady moves where you just be like, that's why you work at a toll booth now. You pull off. That's why you work at a toll booth. <laughs> that's legit what Will would have said. Like <laughs> William would have said that exactly. Now, that's hilarious. Tripping. <laughs> Tripping, right? All right. Um, well, that is the show. If that's all the seats, um, don't forget to like, subscribe, tell a friend about the show, um, and also leave us a comment on the YouTube page. Um, Darrell, thank you so much for being a part of the show. This week. We really appreciate it. Man. Let's clap it up for Darrell. Great job. Oh, great job. I hear that, man. We really appreciate it, man. Um, best of luck on Q102, and um, we hope thank to have you, you back on one day. All right, thank you. All right. Um, do you guys have any shout outs um, to give for the show, uh, Dex and Ty? 
Shout out to everyone um, tuning in. Shout out to Shakima, her great value snacks. You know, like everything's good. Like I'm super excited to be here. Shout out to everyone. Shout out to Brittany and Fatima too for like um, texting me during the show and everything too. Like really keeping up with the show. And shout out to Darrell for like actually agreeing to come on and everything. And also shout out to Will. Like he's not here today, but he's actually doing some really big things. So like we're we're, we're excited for him. Shout out to Will. We love you, Will. Oh, All right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right uh, Ty, you have any any comments or anything to say? Um, yeah, shout out to everybody uh, watching and supporting us. And um, Ty's yeah. getting married in um, 24 days, just so you know. Yes, I am. Um, my partner. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I didn't hear you. Oh, I'm like I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, cool. Uh, well, Darrell, uh, like I said, we look forward to having you on once again. You were a great addition to the show. Um, for Darrell, for Dex, for Ty, my name is Jason. We hope you enjoy Bro Talk Live. Check Darrell out on Q102 um, on the weekends, uh, midnight to 5 a.m., and you guys have a wonderful night.